Right now, though, we're going to talk a little bit about stretching yourself. <laughs> As opposed to stretching your finances. Um, I've got Melissa Vensel, our biokineticist, who I force out of bed to come on the show and help us be stronger, healthier, and today also more flexible. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Anne. And just sprung that on me. I was just sitting here chilling in my chair. But yes, good morning. Your stretching is extremely important. Okay, so I also want to, you know, we, we, we spoke about diet very, very briefly. So also, I, I realize that uh, I haven't introduced you properly. So Melissa is a biokineticist. She has done um, sports conditioning uh, at various levels. She's done some with the baby box a while back. She also worked at UWC uh, in their sports department. She has... A master's in this and an honors in that. And Melissa, what do you have a master's in? Sport recreation and exercise science. That's there what it's we called. Go. And honors in what? Do you have an honors <clears throat> in? I have an honors in human movement studies as well as biokinetics. Okay. And what is biokinetics? Biokinetics basically is um, being an expert in exercise prescription. And I have also said that there are conditions that you can manage and sometimes even reverse with exercise because medication is not the only route that you can follow but I mean you can it does have its place and movement and exercise mm-hmm. is important okay so I'm going to side <clears throat> sidestep quickly from the the flexing and the stretching to um, an article in today's paper which says many diets promise to help you lose weight fast but the new planetary health diet makes a bolder claim so I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs of, of, of this new diet because I'm not a fan of you know diets i'm a fan of regulating your your diet as in not going on a particular diet because everybody's different and so on and so forth but basically they're saying what you just said how you can manage some conditions and in fact get rid of some conditions Mm. depending on your diet and an interesting thing that they also say here is they talk in they're saying gluten-free diets may be unhealthy and I mentioned that because uh, going gluten-free is is a fad to to some people they think that uh, (coughs) gluten-free is healthier uh, just by its nature and it's not um, as someone who is gluten intolerant first of all there's a lot of myths around um, gluten in the general population uh, going with number one this whole health thing so people think that oh you know um, you're going to be healthier if you don't have gluten well actually you're not you're going to be less healthy if you don't have gluten unless you are gluten intolerant, which is my case. So one of the things that I have to do is I have to watch my fiber intake because a lot of people get their fiber from products containing gluten. And um, there's a, an article that in fact says that if you are not getting in gluten, um, you may be more prone to diabetes potentially because there's less fiber in Mm. your diet. (coughs) So it's interesting because when I say to people that, you know, I can't have gluten, half the people go shame and the other half go, oh, you know, because they're thinking it's a fad. Mm. Um, No, it makes me physically unwell. And it's a condition that took years to diagnose because it's not a fad. It's a real thing and it does happen. So I want you to quickly just touch on how you can eat yourself healthier 
in the sense of if you have some uh, chronic conditions that you can manage with diet? Wow, okay, that's more a dietitian's question. But basically when you are, oh, I like the word basically, when you are healthy eating, would be staying away from a lot of the processed foods, processed meats, um, and these convenience foods. When you eat those foods, you don't always know what's in it. And sometimes, even I don't know, when you look and you see all of these, okay, but rule of thumb, if you can't pronounce some of the the ingredients, then it's definitely been through a whole lot of processes before it got to its final process state and also some of them is like chemical names it's like letters and numbers so when you're seeing things like that it is best to steer clear so what you want to do is you want to try and stay as whole food or as in as natural a state as possible and then limiting your amount of saturated fats and things especially when it comes to and salts if you especially if you have Mm -hmm. like diabetes or if you have um, a cholesterol problem or if you are hypertensive Mm -hmm. so you it's it's also based it's it's common sense kind of practices i know a lot of people are like you have to go organic or things like that but for some of us that is who that's out of our price range but trying to stay with whole foods fruits and vegetables um not too fatty, the cuts of meat, not processed stuff, not things that have been pickled or smoked or whatever, because even that in and, in and of itself, there's a lot of chemicals and things that they are soaking into the meats themselves. Okay, you can go for your dietitian's license because according to the research, it, the dietitians and the nutritionists are saying exactly what you're saying. It says, yeah, every little change makes, <laughs> makes a big difference. And it also says that we need to eat more simple and less processed foods because the problems come in in the food production with all the added chemicals and additives and ingredients. So, Melissa, you are actually spot on. There you go. Oh, wow. Yay, me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for the record, stretching. Um, And one of the reasons I want to talk about stretching is because we were speaking to runners last week, and stretching is a very important part of running, your warm-up. Especially if you're going to do um, some some distances, and um, you know, because the, your joints take a, a lot of wear and tear, and certain big muscles also need to be warmed up properly and stretched properly before and after. And mm. what happened to me at work this week is I had a very stiff back, back and neck, and um, after two days of this very stiff back and neck, I did a little bit of yoga. And okay. so, so day three, I did a little bit of yoga in the morning. That day, I felt much better. And that night when I went to bed, I didn't feel like I can't get a comfortable position. Because mm. the previous two days that I was struggling with it, I couldn't get a comfortable position. And I thought, wow, is this what half an hour of yoga did for, for my back? Um, so I just want you to talk us through a little bit of, of how, you know, stretching works, how it's good for you and what you should do, especially <clears throat> from the perspective of, you know, most people are not doing much to begin with. So you also don't want to stretch and, and hurt yourself. Yes. Um, when it comes to stretching, there's a lot of different kinds of stretching out there, but I think most people know static stretching, which is a stretch that you basically go in, you go into a certain position and you hold it for about 10 to 30 seconds. And people are aware of, um, ballistic stretching, or actually they're not aware of ballistic stretching, but that stretch where people are bouncing, that's basically the, the ballistic stretching. And then dynamic stretching is, I think when you watch soccer games and you see the guys doing a little, jumpy things when they're actually moving along as part of the warm-up that would be um 
dynamic stretching. And then when it comes to activities, you want to start off with your, uh, well, you need to warm up first and foremost. Because if you think of your muscles, think of them like, think of it like a piece of bubble gum. If you take a piece of bubble gum and you try to stretch it, it's going to break. But once you start chewing it, which is basically you're warming up, getting blood flowing, then it becomes more elastic because your muscles and your joints, they have a, they have a blood supply. So when it comes to warming up, because some people just stretch a cold muscle, don't just stretch a cold muscle. Start with maybe 5 to 10 minutes, even if it's just jogging or walking, just to get your blood flowing, and then you start with your stretching. Okay. So now, but now we're talking about from the, the running perspective. So now I come and I have been, we discussed this, we discussed if you're sitting for, for long times. And, um, it occurred to me also that part of maybe with my back was that I'm sitting and the position of my shoulders, the position of my elbows. I mean, cause there's all those ratios of 45 degree, the angle of your, mm. your shoulder to your elbow to your, you know, and, and where your, your hands are and your wrists are when you're using the computer. So it occurred to me that some of these things so I'm sitting and my hands and my arms and my elbows are at a certain uh, position ratios to each other for most of the day my neck also and my shoulders hunched over possibly while I'm in that position because I'm busy writing reports for my sins Um, so that takes up uh, a lot of time and it occurred to me that all these you know played a part and that that is why when I stretched I gave all the the relevant muscles and joints relief mm. from being in that position for for so long. So, particularly for people who are desk bound for seven or eight hours a day, you know, and I think they're having some of the same tem- same symptoms that I was was experiencing. What kind of stretching and warming up should we do? Um. <clears throat> When you are stretch, stretching, when you are sitting for a, for a prolonged period of time, what you can do is even if you just, and I don't think it will look too silly, if you're sitting at your desk and you just do like some shoulder rolls, you can do it forward and then do it backward. I was doing that in my car at the robots actually, and it did help. Just Good saying. on you, girl. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah, so you can do shoulder rolls. And interesting fact, some people, they don't know when they're going forward and when they're going back because you like go forward and then you tell them back and then you like the other back because you, oh, okay. But you can do that and see that would be an example of um, – a dynamic movement because you are moving. You can also do just turning your head when you look over your shoulder and then look over the other shoulder and just hold it. Hold it like that. You can take your ear and bring it to, like, while you're looking f- straight ahead of you, take your ear and touch your shoulder. So that's also stretching in your neck. And can I move my shoulder up? Or must my, my. No, don't move your shoulder. Then it defeats the purpose. No, I think I'm just stiff. I think if I, if I'm just moving my, <laughs> my neck, I don't think my ear is going to touch my shoulder. Uh-uh. Am well, I, close to, well, close to, yeah, close to your meet, shoulder. My shoulder needs to meet my ear halfway. Otherwise, this is not working. No, no, no. If your shoulder's going to come up to your ear and then you're going to be throwing your shoulder skew and then it's going to defeat the whole purpose and then your spine is going to go all cockeyed and then that just doesn't. So just keep your shoulders relaxed down. Just take your ear down. Okay. So while you, while you talk about it, let me just try it. You are lifting up your shoulders. Exactly. Hi, both. No. Down with the shoulders. Okay. My shoulders are down. I'm trying to touch my ear. Right. So then just, just take your ear over. Yeah. So that you, See, then you can feel that there's a stretch. That's it. And then what you can do is you can just press your, if you are, if you are taking your head to the left, you can just take your left hand and then just lightly press it down 
and then that will further stretch. And then if you really want to go next level, you can take the upper the right shoulder and then press the right shoulder down while you're moving the your left ear to your left shoulder. No, that next level is painful, thanks. Oh, my okay. word. But so, <laughs> so people like me, we, are, we obviously need to ease into it. Yes. Okay. So then that's the shoulder. Now, what about the back? Because I also sometimes and I feel my back going. Okay. So what you can do is you can reach, you can reach across. So you take your arm vertically up and then you just take it across your lean to the side. Well, shoulders to the side. You can also take your arm and then just bring it across the front of your body. You can put your, if you're taking your left hand across in the front. Oh, this should have been visual thing and you can take your right hand put it on your elbow and then just press your elbow towards so then you're working into your okay so what so what she's actually doing is she if you take your arm any arm pick an arm take an arm stretch it out in front of yourself so it's directly in front of you then Mm -hmm. swing it across to towards the other shoulder put your hand on that other shoulder take the other hand that is not doing the crossing exercise put it on your elbow and push it in slightly yeah Ideally, you want your arm. Ooh, you know that crack it properly. Ideally, you want to keep your arm. This arm that you are stretching, you want to keep it straight. You want to keep it straight. So, so don't bring it into your shoulder. Yes, just keep the bring the arm across so that it's touching your body. Yes. Okay. And so there, you've just proven what you said. You need to warm up, otherwise things are going to pop. Yes, I only did like two or three rolls. You can also do take your arm straight above your head and then just bend it mm-hmm. so that it's well. Bend your arm so that it's touching. You can touch your shoulder blade. Right. Right. And take the other arm and then just pull it across. Mm-hmm. Okay. So call me crazy. One of the things I like about, about yoga is when you do the downward dog, down, mm-hmm. down tracing dog. Um, so what I do is before I do that, I kind of just bend over from my waist and I just hang there like that. Yeah. Like a little rag doll. Yes. That. And I mm. find that is just, and sometimes I'll just do it for like a minute and I can actually feel my neck. You know, it's, it's almost like it's, Whatever was tensioning it and crumpling it inwards from the tension, I can actually feel my neck like unscrunching yes. and, and lengthening itself out again. Yeah, so that basically that helps with your upper back stretching out mm. and the, the arms also. And even it stretches into your hamstrings when you're doing that. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Mm. Because I really feel that. So, so when I straighten up again, because I'm literally just bending forward and just... Hanging down, yeah. so my, mm, my hands relaxing. are touching the right. Yeah, exactly. While, sorry, while yeah. you're in that position, you can actually just take your head um, gently side to side and it works into your neck also. And gently. <laughs> yes, gently side to side. Not I whip my hair yes, back and no, forth. Yes, no, no, no. Not Willow Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's her name, but just gently goes from side to side. Okay, so what is the, um, you know, whip out some of that degree experience. What is technically happening? What is my body doing that makes that work? Um, look, when it comes to stretching, you are basically, you want to, you are lengthening the muscle and now you are doing it in a passive way and you are actually being smart, you're being quite intelligent because you're letting gravity help. Because also what happens during the course of the day is your head is actually, it's, it's, it's a significant amount of weight and it's pressing down yeah. onto your spine. I believe it's about on average seven kilograms. Yeah, and then you have people with really big hair or long hair. So, yeah, okay, sorry, that was uncalled for. So then when you are bending over, you are actually elongate. You are having, you are using yeah, I know, that weight with gravity. So, yeah, so then you are lengthening, you are taking the, the compression of your neck. And then because you are bending over, you're also taking the compression of your, uh, your upper back and lower back as well. 
So th- that is why you are, it's helping with gravity. And even sometimes people feel because you're sitting all the time, it takes away some of the compression also, the compression in your spinal discs. Okay, so it actually eases up on your actual spine, you know, the, the discs, the bone, and the muscles, and the tendons. So mm. it's like it's a whole kind of, a whole range of knock-on effects from just that one activity. Yes, some people won't be able to bend as far as others, but I mean, uh, it's uh, progressively you start and then you build up from there. And obviously that is not going to be a ballistic bouncing, bouncing thing. Because some yeah, people yeah. are, if it's not painful, it's not working, that is, that's a fallacy. Oh, it the whole be, no pain, no gain. Yeah, when it comes to stretching, no, because you can actually, you can uh, tear your muscle. You can actually hurt yourself that way. And when okay. you see, you hear a ripping sound or there's like bruising or swelling, you know, oh, I went too far. And then you're going to need to go probably to a physio. If it's really bad, you may need surgical repair. But I mean, there will be, you will feel the discomfort of uh, it's stretching. But if it's burning or it feels uncomfortable or there's some flowery words that come to mind when you do it, then <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Okay, so then that's basically um, stretching as, would you say it should be a basic component of what you do every day? Because a lot of people, they can't fit in, for a variety of reasons, they can't fit in 30 to 40 minutes of strenuous physical activity for a variety of reasons. Um, But, you know, you can find a few minutes to to stretch somewhere quietly. And even if you do the the floppy ragdoll thing, that, mm-hmm. that, that I like to do because it just really eases my back where you just kind of, I, and I just put, you know, feet apart, shoulder, shoulder width, you know, feet apart, and I just hang down and I just stay that way for at least 30 seconds to a minute. So would you say try, try and do that? You can try and do that. And then as it becomes easier, if you bring your legs closer together, you'll be activating more of your hamstrings. Then it oh. becomes a, more of a hamstring stretch okay. as well. So you're saying that actually you can grow that as yes, a, you as can, a stretch. Yes, can be progression in that stretch itself also. Okay. But so then also it's important that you basically you lead with your chest so that you're not rounding your back because if you're going right. to be rounding your back and then it's also not gonna not gonna serve the purpose of taking the compression of your spine and relaxing your muscles really. How do you know if you're rounding your back? Can you can you feel it or do you need a, a mirror or do you need someone to have a look? Um, well, it can, some people can feel it. Some people are gonna, you won't be able, if you're gonna look in a mirror, sometimes that turning of your head is yeah. even gonna throw your posture off. But you can, if you think leading with your chest, then right. you will be automatically right. when you push your chest out, your back will straighten out. Okay, so what you're saying is, just that I'm clear, you're saying if I do the floppy ragdoll thing, which I do with my uh, feet shoulders width apart, mm-hmm. shoulders, uh, you know, then I, and I hang down there for, for a minute, 30 seconds to a minute, you're saying I could progressively widen my stance. No, narrow your Narrow stance, my stance, yes. okay, because that puts a bit more pressure on the... Hamstrings, yes. Okay, should I try that quickly? Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's a bit of rounding there, but <laughs> yes, that's because <laughs> I'm in a hurry because I don't want to have too much. Detail. But you're doing it with a bag also on on the one side. Uh, you know, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm, oh, okay. You know, um, you can do something. Do it right. Okay. Nobody. It's only the two. Okay. We can't really see you, but okay. All right. Let me just. I'll try it quickly. Okay. Okay. We're gonna need to work on that. Okay, like everybody else. Oh, yes. It's a bit of work, you know. Mind yeah. a human and so on and so exactly. forth. Exactly. So and also don't be too hard on yourself and think you're going to be perfect 
straight out because everybody thinks ah oh, people don't even take stretching seriously it's just something that you do so one of the things also when it comes to stress release is that when you are stretching you need to be it, it can it, it can actually serve as a form of even meditation because you need to focus on what you are doing and be mindful of i'm stretching this this body part i'm staying upright i'm leading with this with this body part or i'm Yes, because sometimes people stretch in the most horrific manner and then it doesn't even serve the purpose, really. Okay, so instead of taking themselves one step forward, they're taking themselves two steps back. Yes, and they can actually even hurt themselves stretching, which okay. I'm sure is going to be very embarrassing. You didn't even start really anything and they get injured. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would just be sore. Why would I be embarrassed? Nobody saw me. I'm doing it in the privacy of my own home. I would just be Aina. Oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, thank you for taking the time to come in. And um, in, give, I, I found those tips really useful, especially with regards to the rounding to not round and how you progress the stretching because I'm I'm very happy to just ease my back at the end of the day. And I think mm. for a lot of people who are, are sitting for a lot of the time, I, you know, in, in my line of work, I can run around quite a bit, but then I do have bouts of prolonged sitting behind a desk when I'm busy with reports. Um, mm. and, and that would take two or three days at a time. So I think it's almost extra hard on me because my body is so used to being, you know, moving all the time that when I come and I sit down and I'm, I'm in that same position for even just one day, I start to feel it. And in the next day, I'm actually in pain. Things start to just, uh, kind of contract and, and, and be really sore. Anyway, that was Melissa. She's a biokineticist and a human movement specialist. Um, what degrees are, <laughs> degrees and <are> stuff? <laughs> Melissa, thank you very much for coming it's in. It's a pleasure.